0: Day 186 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, the story of the prophets, and uh, we have finally come to uh, the passage in Jeremiah you've all waited for. You have it embedded on your coffee cups. I know the plans I have for you plans to (laughs) prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. And of course, we don't make light of that promise because it's a very wonderful promise. But we find that promise in in the middle of a very dark time, whenever the people would look around themselves and say, we have no hope, we have no future, and, and God is nowhere near us. Uh, But even in that place of judgment, even in that place of exile, God promises his nearness and offers, you know, the future hope that I'm going to restore you. And uh, he caused them to uh, settle down and to live among the exiles. So we move from 28 to 29. uh, The exile has already taken place. Jerusalem has already been defeated. The city has already been, you know, torn down and burned. There's not one stone, you know, left on the top of the others whenever Uh, The exiles do return. They'll weep over the devastation, you know, that they see in in the city. And and Jeremiah is still in Jerusalem, uh, and he is writing a letter to those who are in exile, and he's encouraging them, even though you're in a foreign place, to be God's people in the place where he planted. And, And, of course, there's a pattern for us, because even though we're living at home, we're living in a foreign place. We are, as Peter says, you know, strangers in exiles. Uh, we're a people who have a heavenly citizenship. So we've been called out of this world to be in this world, uh, you know, with a whole different outlook. So you get a picture of that, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, Jeremiah's letter to uh, the exiles. So we're Jeremiah you know, 29. Uh, we do, you know, we pause, we, we recognize we have a wonderful gift, you know, in God's Word, uh, the very heart and character of God. It's something the writer of Hebrews could tell us is living and active. In other words, we're, we're seeing far more than, you know, print on a page with a fancy font and high-end Bible paper and those those kinds of things. It, it's a very miracle of God in which He's revealed His heart and character to us. But not only that, it, it's not only a revelation of who He is. It's an instrument in, in our lives of refashioning us into his image, which, by the way, in the New Testament looks like the image of his son. Mm -hmm. And so he continues to build us up in Christ Jesus through it. So, Matt, before we read, would you uh, Mm -hmm. uh, lead us in prayer?
1: Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you um, for the gift of your word. Thank you that you are um, gracious, kind, compassionate, um, pursuing and, and you speak to us. And, and so, Father, as we spend this time um, drawing near to you, um, hearing your heart, um, hearing from you, uh, Father, we ask you would use this time to transform us into the image of Christ, uh, um, to build us up, um, mm-hmm. Father, to shape us. Uh, Father, we, we confess um, our sin before you confess our, even in our reading of Scripture, uh, we often read to our own ends and not... Um, not to see you and to behold you and to fellowship with you so uh, reorient us to to that reality uh, during this time uh, father would we would we simply enjoy you through your word um today it's in christ and we pray amen. amen
0: jeremiah 29 and this is the text of the letter the prophet jeremiah sent from jerusalem To the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests and the prophets and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiakim and the Queen Mother, the court officials and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers and the artisans had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted a letter to Elsa, son of Shaphan, and to Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives through your sons and give your daughters in marriage so they too may have sons and daughters. Increase the number there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams uh, you encourage them to have. They're prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I'll gather you from all the nations and the places I've banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. You may say, the Lord has raised up prophets for us in Babylon. But this is what the Lord says about the king who sits on David's thrones and all the people who remain in the city, your fellow citizens who did not go with you into exile. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I will send the sword, famine, and plague against them, and I will make them like figs that are so bad that they cannot be eaten. I will pursue them with a sword and famine and plague, and will make them abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth, a curse and an object of horror, of scorn and report approach among all the nations where I drive them. For they have not listened to my words, declares the Lord, words that I sent to them again and again by my servants, the prophets, and you exiles have not listened either, declares the Lord. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, all you exiles from whom I have sent away from Jerusalem Babylon. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says about Ahab, son of Kaliah, and Zedekiah, son of Mahasaiah, who are prophesying lies to you in my name. I will deliver them into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and he will put them to death before your very eyes. Because of them, all the exiles from Judah who are in Babylon will use this curse. May the Lord treat you like Zedekiah and Ahab, whom the king of Babylon burned in the fire, for they have done outrageous things in Israel. They have committed adultery with their neighbor's wives in my name. They have uttered lies, which I did not authorize. I know it, and I am a witness to it declares the Lord and you have a crazy little uh, mm-hmm. fetish the king of Babylon has of putting people in a furnace and <laughs> uh, this particular instance you know he puts up, you know he haven't been Zedekiah not to be confused with King Zedekiah uh, but uh, two people who are prophesying in Babylon uh, you know he have, for whatever reason I'm I'm sure that uh, you know he is offended by the prophecies that they will break the yoke, you know of his kingdom, uh, uh, burns them in the in, in the furnace and of course they become a byword in Israel. Of course uh, later in our story uh, we know of you know Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, who also face you know the same you know the same furnace. But there's a third person who. Mm-hmm is seen in the fire with them and they're preserved to it because of their faithfulness to the Lord. These are punished because of their unfaithfulness. And uh, so you see, you know, God at work, even in exile in a, in a crazy kind of way.
1: It's one of those passages that we read it and, and we read it in light of our, you know, of our current context. And, and we think, man, what a beautiful vision that we should seek the welfare of the city. And, and yes, we should. But you have to realize these are also hard words that they have just been uprooted. I mean, this is going to be a long exile, and the Lord's saying, "Stop looking backwards. You know, stop trying to get back." But now the call for them is to live in the good promise of God that He He will be with them. He will restore them. But now they're called to seek the welfare of the city, and that's seeking the welfare of the people who have just brutally no. you know, plucked them out of the land.
0: Yeah, this is crazy talk. Yeah, <laughs> you know and the very fact. You know, when you turn to the Psalms, the Psalms encourage you pray for the welfare of Jerusalem, that you may live securely there, and that you may have sons yeah. and daughters. So you have this, you know, you have this in, in the Psalms, is this is a prayer that we pray for our capital, not a prayer that we're praying for the people who had just, you know. So this is as close, you know, to the situation in which uh, Jesus, speaking you know, to the nation of Israel during his time under captivity from you know, from Rome. And it says, Pray for those who persecute you and those who despitefully abuse you And and that would have been you know what this you know was for them. You want us to what, seek their shalom, the gift mm-hmm. of God, you know, when you, you were are talking about peace here, you're talking about the gift of flourishing that only, you know, God gives mm-hmm and you want us to work for their shalom and you want us instead of praying for jerusalem to pray for them instead of praying for uh the son of david who is you know kind of out there running away from them uh, out there you want us to you know pray for the prosperity of this you know prosperity of the city and, and of course this is how you know we're called to live as strangers in in exiles mm-hmm. to love our enemies, pray for those who who despitefully use us, and to seek the welfare of of those around us, whether uh, we like their tweets or not, whether we like their politics or not, whether we like their theology or not, uh, you know, to uh, deeply, you know, seek the welfare of those around us for the sake of the gospel, and to live in a body of the gospel.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to go back and remember what chapter in Jeremiah we had seen this before but God had really laid out to them a choice he said either you know submit to you know my will for your life which is to go into exile or you know stay stay back and so they were all disobedient that's clear but then there was this there was almost this other way of saying okay be obedient and there's like he still said um you know, UXL you still haven't listened. I mean, you're not off the hook, but they did submit, and I feel like even in their obedience and exile, he, proper, he prospered them and he protected them, and he, you know, they did flourish even yeah. under you know, you know to a certain
0: degree. We're not yeah. we're not sure how extensive this word was received, even exactly in yeah. the exile. But we know that we do know that there was. You know, faithful remnant, Ezekiel will be one of those. And, of course, Daniel will be one of those. Uh, Nehemiah, you know, will be one of those. And there will be a few that come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, many are going to overextend themselves in this promise. They're going to settle down there forever. Yeah, You true. know, they're, yeah. they're going to be completely disconnected, you know, from the whole thing. There's a couple of ironies in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one irony is um, that those who remain in the land are under the curse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Zedekiah, the prophets and the priests who, you know, are kind of uh, kind of running and building alliances and uh, mm-hmm. you know, seeking, you know, the restoration of Jerusalem. Those who are in exile are under a blessing. Mm-hmm. There are two people in exile who are prophesying the immediate return, so they're under a curse, mm-hmm. and so you have a, a strange you know, mixture of this. But you do mm-hmm. hear, you know, the blessing language: have sons and daughters, mm-hmm. multiply, be fruitful, fill the earth, mm-hmm. extend, you know, the work of the kingdom. Promise to Abraham, your descendants will be like the descendants. Of this. I'm still doing my work. I'm still yeah. keeping my promise, to Abraham. I'm still keeping my promises, you know, made to you in the Sinai covenant. And uh, I will restore you, and I will restore your hope. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful promise. If you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. I will be found by you. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's a gracious position of God that uh, I'm gonna make myself available to you mm-hmm. so that you can know me and mm-hmm. so that I can be your God, which was you know, the, the story from the beginning when he found himself in the garden, when he found himself in the tabernacle in the middle of the people. You know, an easy access to a God who deeply loves His people in spite of the rebellion and sin, mm-hmm. and, and desires to draw them into a relationship you know, with Himself.
1: There's just so much love and grace in this whole chapter, mm-hmm. all over this. Yeah. And know, there, to there, there's so much. People. There's so much
0: God in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, you know, God is you mm-hmm. know as as He reveals Himself, you know, mm-hmm. to Moses. You know, I, the Lord your God, am gracious and compassionate, mm-hmm. slow to anger, and abounding in love. Uh, Yet. Yeah, I will not leave sins unpunished. Mm-hmm. And so the exile is uh, finally this compassionate, long suffering, you mm-hmm. uh, know, and, and truly He is the one in which this word can be used. Long suffering God has, has finally brought the people into judgment in the hopes of restoring them mm-hmm. and prospering them, uh, not for the sake of harming them, but to give them a future and a, and mm-hmm. a better hope than mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for the hope we have in you, and uh, we thank you for. Uh, your plans and your purposes. Uh, you know, Paul says, you know, okay, captures the, the heart of Jeremiah perfectly when he says, and, and we're, we're assured of this, that all things are working together for the good of those who love you and have been called according to your, your purposes. For those that you foreknew, you also called, and those you called, you also justified. And those you justify, you, you ultimately will glorify. And so we thank you, Father, for the security of your work in our heart and life. And may we rest in you today.